Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Brett McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Brad. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I'm Adam Charlton, a software developer who thinks math is awesome and will, f- and will prove it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and who's this fine man here? I'm John. Yeah, John. <laughs> that's John it. That's our... it. That's, that's who I am. <laughs> no, just, uh, just played up John. <laughs> Nothing else. Well, John, no, it's yeah, great to have I... you on our podcast as a guest this week. How about you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, I write for VR Fitness Insider. Um, so my, I do focus a lot on VR fitness and a big time sim enthusiast. Um, I currently live in Montana and I'm really into the outdoors and uh, virtual reality. Nice. Our kind of guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, if you guys haven't picked up already, uh, well, first, Destiny's not here on the podcast tonight. She could not make it. Hence, our lovely guest, John. Um, second, if you also haven't picked up, we are streaming right now. That's right. We're on YouTube. We're live streaming. This is cool stuff. You can see us. We're making rude hand gestures. The regulars know the drill. Um, but if you don't know about this, consider heading over to our YouTube channel, Full Dive Gaming Podcast. Just, just I don't know, search it. Um, it's in the description, though. And you're you're missing out if you ain't here already. Now, we will be running this podcast in three sections tonight, as usual. Um, well, I guess as of last podcast. It's not that <laughs> usual. <laughs> First, we have our Q&A section. That's from our Discord and Patreon communities. Consider checking those out. Second, we have a VR gaming news section. We'll be pulling the big news pieces from this week. And then third, we have a discussion. This changes week to week. And this week, we will be talking, in lieu of John being here, VR excuse me, VR Sims from arcadey to hyper-realistic. What are the differences? What are the ways developers should be going? How, as players, do we, you know, does that divide us? Does it, do those bring us together? What are the differences? It'll be an interesting discussion. Um, However, last week we talked about our VR Christmas buying guide. It was a big discussion. We tried to keep it succinct though for, for you guys. So if you want to hear our, picks it's just our our opinions right it's not like do or die over there but if you want to hear what we thought consider checking out last week's episode 29 podcast uh but rip they were very good opinions (laughs) they were very good opinions they were (laughs) all right um and with that we can hop into our q and a jay you got the first one Elijah, the tired dude, YouTube asked, is Bugsnax a top tier <laughs> PS5 game? He actually asked this two weeks ago before I had played PS5. And now that I've played it, I can confirm, no, this is not a top tier <laughs> PS5 game. But you know, I read somewhere for the next couple months, it is going to be one of the best looking PS5 games out there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's just can't because even be true. There is no PS5, <laughs> there's no PS5 games out there right now, right? It's well, uh dark souls dark souls yeah. didn't that just release demon souls what demon is souls, the only right. ps5 exclusive and, game and, and it's and supposed Dem- to be really good yeah it's freaking gorgeous so i would say bug snacks has been overruled and that was the <laughs> the best looking at this point bug snacks was just free <laughs> that was that was the kicker so like me if you have a ps5 and you haven't bought any games you get to play bug snacks yay uh, 
<laughs> how did that how did that filter into our q a all right uh <laughs> you got the next one i do have the next one so our next question is from commander nexion who asked third-party companies make peripherals for touch immersion in vr what are some ways that you'd like to see the sense of touch incorporated more into vr and so th- this sense of touch is really cool like if you're trying to grab something you'll have resistance or maybe you get hot and cold reactions or you, you know different textures and I think that some of these things have real potential. The biggest one, I think personally, and maybe you guys will disagree, is the sense of resistance when you're picking something up. You know, uh, if mm-hmm. you're trying to grab a ledge, you'll be able to get that. You'll be able to feel that surface when your fingers curl around it, or when you pick up a ball and it's a little squishy, you know, like, like a rubber ball. What I don't think is going to be great is the sense of like hot and cold and things like that. I think all we need is uh like resistance and nothing else <laughs> maybe you guys disagree no i would mm-hmm. definitely agree with that especially like swinging a weapon around like a axe or whatever mm-hmm. right feasible um, it, how how would that be possible short of like the what you saw in ready player one with like the cables attached to your arms do you see a way that that's possible do you think magnets or something there's some way to make it possible without swinging, wires swinging well you know, i know <laughs> pick up an actual weapon just and pick swing up an it axe around. And start Full immersion. It. Hey, that's yeah. what ProTube mm-hmm. is doing. You know, it's like, hey, you want to feel there like you you're go. holding a yeah. weapon? You pick up a weapon, right? No, the, I, I don't think that you'll be, ever be able to get the full immersion of like the weight of a weapon holding that around and swinging around, right? But you might be able to do just on your hands where you have like, yeah, some some cables on your glove that are strapped to your wrist. And, and the program's able to know when to tug back on those cables to make it feel like you're holding something. So that's maybe the way that they're going. And I think that has some great possibilities. As for swinging an axe around, yeah, your best bet is to actually swing an axe around your house, you know, and until and that I'd, point. <laughs> and I encourage that. <laughs> to have a big play space or don't care about anything in it. Yeah, uh, you heard mm-hmm. it here first. <laughs> I will say after playing with the PS5 for a little over a week now, uh, the new adaptive triggers in it give me some hope for the future of virtual reality. So for those of you who mm. don't follow it, don't know what I'm talking about, they basically have these positions in the controller that can add resistance to the controller based on what's happening in the game. So if you're like crushing a can in your hand, for instance, you'll feel it each little crunch as you're like crunching with the trigger. Wow. And so oh, that's some, pretty cool. Yeah. It's and like if you're but it's on a PS5, I'll be honest, it kind of breaks the immersion a little bit rather than brings you in. Cause like, again, you're across the room from your TV. I'm too used to VR. And so like, I'm just feeling my trigger stop when I'm trying to do something for a weird reason. And it's not adding to it as much to me, but in VR, it would be so perfect. Cause if I was to like grab this cheese and then feel it mush as I pulled the trigger, that would be really cool <laughs> right. in VR. Like oh, yeah. if that makes its way over, that will be really good. Mm-hmm. I, I could see like if you had if you were to combine that tech with say a VR index. Now imagine your VR index controllers, but imagine they had some actual like as if each finger rested on a trigger itself that had that technology where you could sort of grab into it if that makes sense. Or perhaps the perhaps they'd have to be on like expand a little bit and then as you grip the controller it would give you an appropriate amount of resistance okay quick patent it patent it we can make this sony Sony actually already did but i don't think it's going to make it into production but they had a they had a vr controller that could expand and contract a bit and then feel and move everything but yeah patents don't make it through to the end but oh my gosh that that would be so cool 
Mm-hmm. Um, and before we we move on, there something I want to mention is a lot of the companies that already are building this tech. Something we are seeing more and more often that these companies kind of start developing you you hear them in a lot of their conferences talking about their tech because god knows they don't have any actual tech to show um (laughs) but something they've often and this is more than one company they often will come to these conferences and say you know we kind of thought what you all thought we thought that the thing that'll make it more realistic is that resistance just the pressure resistance but turns out in their whatever focus groups they're studying on the feeling instead of texture and like you know that like imagining like a uh, 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 material that like will try to create a uh, i don't want to like I, I can't think of simple terms <laughs> but bump map is all i can think of um where where it tries to replicate the the surface of an object, apparently that adds to the immersion way more than resistance. Hmm, that's apparently that's where the money ends up going once they like once they start developing that tech. Cool, interesting stuff. Hi, um, Rip. But what do we got for our next question? Yes, last question. This one's from K twenty K K K K K K K twenty seven. He asks, "What VR experiences or game would you pick to show your ten year old self to completely blow their mind?" And we'll just go one game around the groom. The groom. One game around the room. Let's start with Jay. I, I, there still isn't the game is the problem because my 10 year old self was playing Mario 64 and it was incredible, but I don't, I don't want, I don't want a platformer. It's not going to get any better than this. I don't want a a platformer. VR platformers are great, but I want a game where you're like Mario. So I think like maybe to the top or Windland, something where you're like in first person, there's amazing things to jump around and go. I think that, that any Mm -hmm. VR would have blown my mind, but that would have felt like the game of the time that I was playing, but real and around me and i think that would have done it but i even said when i played mario 64 i was like one day we're gonna be inside games like this i didn't think it would be this soon i thought i'd be like an old man (laughs) but dang Mm -hmm. we've come a long ways yeah we have absolutely but what about you john i would say uh, even as a kid i always wanted to be a fighter pilot so getting into maybe not as much dcs because i think that my little 10 year old brain wouldn't have been able to process all that i can barely process it now but uh, even getting into War Thunder, any flight sim, and just sitting down and seeing the cockpit in front of you, I mean, it blew my mind two years ago the first time I tried it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I could imagine at 10 years old, it would have, I probably wouldn't have gotten fat and been an actual pilot. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my fault. It's the gaming industry. Yeah. Oh, they were too slow. Yeah. They were too slow. On, Red Baron just wasn't good enough. For me, it would have been pavlov hands down or any of the other vr shooting games that we have just being able to grab a pistol and like lean around the corner or just stick your hand around the corner and fire would have just been insane for me to realize that you're you're actually in the game you know you can do crazy kinds of things like that that you can't do normal gaming would have been incredible to see Adam's parents mm-hmm. let him play much worse games than I did, apparently, yeah, at 10. I... <laughs> hold on. Yeah, 10 o'clock. Hold on. Hold on. I need to think about this. I don't even know if I had video games at 10. I, I, think, the highlight, I think the highlight of my 10-year-old experience was playing, like, Shrek on the PS2, you know? So uh, Right. <laughs> so let's see. 10 year, I don't even know. I wasn't even playing video games at 10, oddly. So 
Mm-hmm. You know, at least I didn't say something like blade and sorcery, you know, it's like, I want to stab a guy through the head and then stab that and then pin that head to the table, you know? <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't mention that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Rep? Just disturbed little kid growing yeah. up on blade and sorcery. <laughs> I probably would have enjoyed that as a 10 year old. Yeah. I mean. um, <laughs> probably. I um, want to put a 10 year old in there. Yeah, this is different. This is an interesting question because it's not just like what game would you show to a ten-year-old. It's what would you show to your ten-year-old self, right? And I was into very different things as a ten-year-old. I hadn't really gotten into shooters yet. I think it took till like I was twelve to finally get into like Halo and Call of Duty. Um, I think at ten, I think I was still playing like mostly Nintendo, Nintendo, excuse me, experiences. Um, yeah, like GoldenEye like, sixty-four. Nah, no, nah, I, I, I'm too young for that. Um, oh, <laughs> that's I'm not true. My friends did. My... Here now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not quite true. A lot of my friends did, but I just, uh, but no, my family was not one of those particularly shooter friendly families at that age. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm, I mean, like whatever's closest to Zelda. So, uh, you know, we're not really, we don't have too many amazing RPG VR games. We've got some, we've got Asgard's Wrath. We've got. Do we have anything besides Asgard's? Yeah, well, Skyrim VR's eye. I mean, Skyrim VR. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, there we pretty... go. What was that first yeah. game? Orbis. Remember? <laughs> oh no! You know, I actually wanted to try that. Oh like, gosh! Please don't. 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 It's okay. <laughs> okay. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Wait for some of the other VR MMOs to release, and we'll. Okay. Then, okay. Then we'll talk. Yeah. Well, then we'll talk. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know, Skyrim VR probably would be it. You know, I'd. I'd probably need like my like mom or dad to like set up the thing because it is not perfect from the get-go um it needs a couple mods but man if i got that help to get it set up and then i was just like free from there that yeah that would have blown my mind to be honest i was 10 year old even just this right here sitting around a table yeah, that's, VR, oh, yeah. that's would have been yeah. incredible you know mm-hmm. before we move on i just want to say one weird thing about that because i've demoed vr for so many people you know what's weird though is generally it's people above the age of 20 that are more amazed by it because kids are so used oh, to yeah. the tech now you put them in they're like oh this is cool but they're not like i right? would have been like you put yeah. an old person in vr and they're like oh my god what is that like <laughs> we actually over thanksgiving did that uh we had uh, the in-laws over and they're mm-hmm. i guess they're in their 60s and they have never done anything like this before and i put mm-hmm. the headset on them and Within minutes, they're like, "You gotta try this. We gotta get one of these." It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's life altering, man. Like this is great. This is yep. the future. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, younger the, t- today's ten year olds might not find it so exciting for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it'll be like uh, we have to use your hands. That's stupid. all right um with that i'm gonna wrap up our q a and hop us into the news but first we want to tell you all a little bit about our sponsor um jay i might have you take uh this week's this week's sponsor sponsor. well big surprise everybody guess who sponsored this (laughs) podcast it's a styrian product they offer the most awesome universal vr headset stands they have rgb lighting they hold any headset on there they're universal they have a sleek minimalistic look whether you have the lights on or off they're gorgeous it's a perfect companion to your headset that's probably sitting on the floor sitting in a box right now you know we're talking to you if you want to get one go to asterianproducts.com use the code full dive one word 
F-U-L-L-D-I-V-E. Full dive and get $5 off any order, $19.99 or more. So you can be any Asterian product, but obviously the Aura is amazing. Or get a Vertex. Go check that out. It holds your gaming headphones as beautifully as it does your your VR headset. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Man, I really need that Vertex. I keep meaning to get it. Every podcast, I'm like, remember, Rip, by the end of the podcast, just go freaking purchase it. I... <laughs> then you get done with the podcast and just gingerly chuck your headset in the corner. <laughs> ah, just... Well, I have the aura, but yeah, that, that Vertex sounds pretty nice, especially because it's actually not because I want to stand for my headset, but because I have a bunch of different, I've got like, you know, my, my studio monitoring headset, I've got my gaming headset, I've got all these different things and I want to. Um, yeah, just RGB all those things, you know? Yeah, <laughs> RGB, every, RGB at all. <laughs> all right. That's what we do um, when we play PC stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't got an RGB ring light. Okay, let's move into the news. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. All right. Uh, for first news piece, Adam, you got this one? I do. So we have a couple of big announcements this week. We have two ultra high-end headsets that got announced this week the vario vr3 and the pimax 5k super edition so the pimax 5k it's an upgrade of their already of their previous headset the 5k plus it has crazy graphics yeah 180 hertz refresh rate which is insane for anything that can support it 200 degrees field of view for the low price of seven hundred and fifty dollars, oh, so <laughs> two hundred yeah. degree. Oh my god! Sorry, what was that price again? Seven hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> and that's what? for the headset only. For god. comparison, the index, the headset only, is five hundred dollars. However, this headset does work with all of the Steam tracking and any of the controllers, so like the Vive or the Knuckles. So, if you wanted to get into it, this is maybe oh the best way of of doing it. Until we talk about our next headset. (laughs) (laughs) This next headset blows the Pimax 5K Super out of the water. It has insane levels of screen fidelity with scaling resolution and and foliated rendering. So that means with the eye tracking, it automatically adjusts your IPD. And then wherever you look offers super in-depth visuals. And so it helps save on processing and things like that. But just for an example, and I put a table in there, any of you guys looking at our prompt can look at this. Um, It's hard with the scaling resolution to kind of get a feel for how detailed this is. And so let's talk about it in terms of megapixels per eye. So a couple of the headsets, you got the Rift S has 1.8 megapixels per eye. The Quest 2 has 3.5. The Index is 2.3. This headset, has 9.7 megapixels per eye. That's enough to like read tiny, like a read a book from across the room in VR, basically. It is Jeez. insane rendering. Yeah. You're gonna see I better, want. you're gonna see better in VR than you do in real life. No, for real though. <laughs> the company, th- this is their uh, third edition, it's the VR3. And they've also, in addition to being able to produce these insane graphics, have been able to lower the price of their headset. To the low, low price of three thousand two hundred dollars. <laughs> ah, yes, reasonable. Never mind. <laughs> I know. Just the, I'm getting just you all hyped up, hyped up, and then bam, reality smacks you yeah, in the face, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Not to and mention so, you have to have a server PC just to run the thing. For real. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking to get into ultra high-end gaming, if you, if Bill Gates, Elon Musk, if you're out there listening to this, yeah. go ahead and get one of these. This headset's for you. For everyone else in the this world. For you. <laughs> for everyone else in the world, if you talk about price isn't an option, you're probably meaning the Pimax 5K. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's if price isn't an issue. Bad, like the, it's the not no for like 250 dollars oh, no. over the index yeah. it's pretty good for that 200 degree field of view well and mm. if you already had a vibe say then you have the controllers and the lighthouses right all you need is that headset mm. exactly but, mm. but how much is the 8k because that's like their high-end one and how much i don't i don't know how much further off in price that is but if you're going to that like maybe you should just go for the 8k like get their top of the line headset right <laughs> that one's been out for a couple of years so i'm wondering if uh, maybe I mean, there's it's, an 8k not... super coming yeah <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd be kind of inclined to say if you're like one of those people that it is looking at these headsets for some reason um <laughs> you know you, you know companies like this that's typically how it works you know they'll they'll they they release like kind of the the all the branches of their different products um in relatively quick succession so if you are looking at an ak it might be worth waiting a couple months and see if we get any news about the pimax 8k because i'm going to assume that even though the like the ak is 8k not 5k um which is better for those that don't know (laughs) 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 numbers three more k so that's three more k's it's a very important um <laughs> but uh you know i i've i can't really quickly get some nice comparisons but um it's quite possible that this new 5k you know oftentimes it'll come with like better quality of life stuff and maybe it's more comfortable and all these other things that will add to your immersion besides just pure resolution um the ak released kind of a while ago now yeah so yeah, I'm I'm curious what the differences are. We well, will not, see. 180 hertz. That's that's I I don't even know if a GPU out there right now would run like that's oh, absolutely. crazy intense. The new Nvidia GPUs, if you have like a 3080 or 3090, I bet it could run this. <laughs> can can you get one? If you find one available online, Rip, let me know cuz everyone I know, everyone I know <laughs> well, has been struggling. I'll I'll acquire one in time for this thing to release. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna move us on um jay you have our next news piece impulse gear for those of you here who are like who the heck is that impulse gear they're the studio that developed psvr's amazing game farpoint has finally broken their silence and said that we've been hard at work exploring the possibilities of vr learning from our work on farpoint and building something special we look forward to sharing more with you soon now that's cryptic. That's short. That was on that was on their blog. There's not much to that. This is super exciting to those of us, uh, to anyone who's ever played Farpoint. If you haven't, it's an amazing first-person shooter. Uh, well, amazing might be overselling. It's really, really good. It was really good at the time, and right. you use the aim controller on the v- PSVR for it, which just really upped your immersion so much. But one thing to keep in mind here, this is exciting, but this isn't the first time they've teased us like this, because back in December of 2018, they tweeted, 2019 is going to be a very exciting year, and nothing came out. <laughs> and in the, tweet, in the tweet, there was a picture of the Farpoint figure, dude, in a little Santa hat sitting there, obviously alluding to something to do with Farpoint, and then nothing happened. Uh, mm-hmm. They have said in the last year they're working on some sort of first-person shooter for VR that's going to redefine the whole first-person shooter in VR genre. I kind of wonder, is that true? 
are they saying that but then a game like half-life alex comes out and does that and then they're like oh crap we got to go back to the drawing board and like make something better like what what's taking this many years for them to actually get us some real news i don't know what do you no, guys and think? Yeah, you raised some excellent points. At this point, it's going to be hard to redefine the first-person shooter genre in VR. I mean, maybe back in the day they could have done it, but we've had incredible shooters come out like Pavlov and Onward and Half-Life Alex that are have kind of really upped the entire VR game. To say that you're going to reinvent first-person shooting in VR, yeah. uh, that's kind of a tall order. I mean, we we've been increasingly getting there um mm-hmm. and so at this point what we need is is shooter perfection we've had a lot of really good ideas come out but we need to hone those down into really solid mechanics um so i don't know maybe it sounds like they're still working at least so mm-hmm. we know something's coming out <laughs> they're just you know two years off of the mark right yeah. that's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and i mean we've got medal of honor releasing here in like a week so yes. we'll talk about that in a minute here so. yeah we will um but, you know, th- yeah, the bar is getting set higher and higher, especially as these AAA companies are starting to finally enter the VR market and really be like put some big games down on the platter. You know, Frostpoint or not Frostpoint. Is it Fr- who's the developer? Impulse Far- Gear. Yeah. Far um, yeah. Impulse Gear hasn't worked. Uh, they developed Frostpoint. Um, for, uh, so Impulse Gear hasn't made any from what I can tell. I just did a quick uh, fact check on myself. They haven't made anything besides Farpoint. So, Farpoint. They're not. Frostpoint's a different game. Yep. Farpoint yeah. is oh, the one in Plus Gear. There are games. Why must you have confusing names? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Farpoint, like like Jay said, it was, a, it was a really good game for its time, but that was when we still didn't have a lot of VR shooters on the market. This is very different. The market is super different now. And these guys have only proven that they can make a good vr game they haven't been they haven't proven that they can make an excellent one we look forward to seeing what they'll make cool all right Mm -hmm. well we'll just have to wait and see uh but rip i think you have the next news piece you mind kicking us off for that i do yes so this one comes from oculus so for the first time oculus has a majority uh wait what a majority this, this was not written correctly <laughs> there was an extra word there on the prompt that was deleted a majority share <laughs> okay <laughs> trying to cool all right oh <laughs> live viewers time. you get to see such wonderful mistakes <laughs> <laughs> so for the first time oculus has a majority share on the stream hardware survey with the quest 2 sales pushing oculus to 53 percent of steam vr headsets that is kind of crazy it's impressive it is it's super impressive um so this puts them above the htc vive i believe well um, and in terms it, it depends on how we break it down right so yeah, oculus a as a whole so oculus as a whole oh I has see. a majority share but that's talking the rift s the quest um quest the two. original rift everything combined together has a majority share right but it, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy though because a lot of quest 2 owners don't even hook it up to their pc to play pc vr they just use it standalone and so if it's already on the steam hardware survey surpassing getting 53 percent, the numbers of total quest users out there must be insane oh i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i got i just got the quest 2 today and the first thing i did was plug it into the computer (laughs) you know right i mean that's just what you know 
Right. But mm-hmm. the, the most surprising thing, in my opinion, from looking at some of this da- data is that the Rift S is still the most popular hard, uh, headset on the Steam hardware sale at 25%. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that Oculus had such a successful product line and then just completely scrapped it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> They've got the best numbers here. They have 50% of the PC market share. And even that isn't enough for them. They're like, yeah, but we don't own their lives over here. But we do own their lives when they have only a Quest 2 and no PC to hook it up to. Let's put our money there. Truth. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bought into it, but it's very much like, yeah, Facebook has my soul now. <laughs> Yeah, it's very sad. Um, but yeah, this is pretty impressive stuff. And whether you disagree or agree with Facebook's policies, this is, you know, still pretty big for the VR industry. It's good to see a company investing so much into VR. And if nothing else, hopefully this encourages some of the other big players. Um, hopefully Valve starts, you know, as nice as the index is, it's still $1,000. That is not a very consumer-friendly peripheral now, like, didn't valve work with them on the uh reverb um it yeah they worked with the reverb um but i mean that's kind of what everyone says at this point because by the nature of making a steam ready headset you work with valve quote unquote uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so every vr every new headset kind of adds their little tagline we worked with valve and then valve has to make it's <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> Technically, you did. Right, right, right. Okay. That's like us saying we partnered with this app that we're not naming that we're in. Like, no, we, 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 we're in here, but we didn't like partner. Like, come on, people. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and move us on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, let's move on to the next news piece. It's something that we're all really excited about. We, we've hinted at it earlier yes. in the podcast. Medal of Honor multiplayer. The trailer <laughs> for it. <laughs> Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. The trailer just dropped this past Wednesday. The day For this, multiplayer. For multiplayer, the day that we're filming this podcast. It released this morning, and it looks unbelievable. It looks really good high stakes action however it's i'm going to say it's not perfect there are some things and and i've watched this problem i've I've watched this probably about 10 times (laughs) because (laughs) i'm really i'm really excited for this game so for those of you who don't know this is going to be one of the biggest vr games of this year and is coming out december 10th so just next week Mm -hmm. uh is it on thursday next week on thursday i believe is the tenth? Uh, I don't know. I'm December terrible with 10th? dates. Yeah, I should know this because it's when Cyberpunk's releasing as well. Yep, Thursday. Okay, on December tenth, Thursday the tenth. It's it looks incredible. Um, we're all very excited about it. There was a lot mm. to unpack from this trailer. So has everyone seen it? It, it sounds like you've seen it, John. Oh yes, yes, yes. Jay, I know you took a look <laughs> at it. What are some of the things that you guys saw that you're excited about? I'm I'm really interested to hearing your opinions. Hmm. John, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we we know I'm that sorry. you're just chomping at the bit there. I'm with it. energy on this one. <laughs> All right, so uh, I am I am somewhat of a connoisseur of the first person shooter genre, and uh, what I really enjoyed about seeing the trailer was I felt like playing that is going to make me feel like I was ten years old. Talked about that earlier, 
uh, yeah. being a little kid watching like the guns of Navarone and uh, all of the old school war movies I used to watch that would come on operation TNT on Memorial weekend, you know, for, and just, it, you know, seeing the guys catching the grenades and just do it. I like a lot of realism, but I also like a lot of fun. And if I could feel like a seventies action star in the dirty dozen, then I'm going to sign up for that. And that's what I got from mm-hmm. that trailer was that's the dirty dozen in VR. And I'm into that. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it definitely did have a bit of that arcade action mm-hmm. flick. Like, you know, if you're hoping for your like nitty gritty, hell let loose type gameplay, it's, it, you're not, you're not getting it. Um, <laughs> this is going to be fun over realism for sure. Um, but, uh, I, when I showed this, when I watched this trailer, first thing I did was head on, uh, over to, um, show this footage to my brother, uh, my brother Colin, he is a world war two fanatic. Like he will beat anyone I know on a world war two trivia and just watching the gameplay. It's so fun to hear him like go like, Oh, they brought that in. And mm-hmm. Oh, that like that tank. There was only like two of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it, and it was really cool. Um, so obviously he was the first to be able to you know, make both like exclamations and nitpicks. Like, <laughs> I mean, even I can tell like when they reloaded some of the guns and they, all he did was like, do it with one hand. You yeah, practically like little, shook the yeah. magazine out. I'm like, you can't do that with that gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You shake hard you enough. <laughs> that's you know, that's you need, one you of the concerns second hands. <laughs> that, that's actually second one hand to least. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Please yeah. finish. <laughs> Jeez, Adam. Gosh. He has an important <laughs> thing to say. Yeah, it's not that important. The, the point is, it, it's it it looks it looks fun. It looks so fun. Okay, can I that's go now? It. Yeah, yeah. You are you go. are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I could go for like another couple of minutes. Do you want to wait? <laughs> So that's actually one of the things I have concerns about, though, is that it seemed far more arcadey, maybe, than than what I was expecting, especially mm-hmm. on reloading. The animations just looked a bit too smooth for a person to do it. It looked <laughs> a bit too odd and quick and unnatural. And I think that reloading, as well as a bunch of other actions, might have been simplified way further than we expected to make yep. it more accessible like reloading it looks like you just flicked it out and then a magazine came out of nowhere flying right. into the gun <laughs> and i'm like well all right that's interesting i'm used to pavlov where or onward where if you drop your magazine you're scrambling on the ground for it you know <laughs> it, right. it just looked a bit too smooth it's just kind of a quick flick of the gun and the magazine yep. pops out and a new one flies in so it seems a lot more arcadey than I was expecting. And I'm really going to have to see some gameplay footage to see, you know, or, or try, once I try it out for myself to see how that works, because yeah. in from a VR shooter standpoint, where we get games like Pavlov and onward and all those games, they're a lot more involved. They're a lot more mm-hmm. realistic. This yeah, is simply more arcadey. Yeah. What was that? I was saying you reeled me in a little bit on that because uh, I, I now that I'm thinking of the trailer again in my head, you're right, and it kind of is reminiscent of uh, Population One, and that's why I, I I'll go ahead and say I didn't really care for it because I didn't like how the weapons handling was. Yeah, I didn't like the little magazine float. I like I like looking down, or if I have to look down, or just reaching down and grabbing the mag and charging the weapon. You know, I enjoy that. That, that and so not having that with those World War II weapons could be a you know could be a downplay or a 
a downvote on that just just for that mm-hmm. simple fact that you know I've you know handling a lot of World War II weapons over the, over the years growing up and I used to World War II reenact so it would be nice to have that experience of loading an M1 and doing all that kind of stuff so if it right. is just a flick of the wrist and you've reloaded it eh, that might be a problem mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe we don't need like. that but maybe we don't need that because people who need that already have Pavlov and onwards so maybe Arcadia is the right direction to go. To try and get, you know. I mean, I'm still gonna um, get it. Oh, well, yeah, of course, that's a given, right? <laughs> but what about you, Jay? Yeah. You've been kind of quiet over there about this. What do you think of all this? Well, doing. I'm no, I'm excited about the game, but I feel like I don't have any right to be because I like never played much of the Medal of Honor series. I don't know anything about these wars. Like, but watching it, I was I was still excited. But like the one thing they said, like as I was reading this article, was like it looks like in the in the bomb defusal, they can put the bomb anywhere they want in the building. And yeah. I was just like, oh my god, it's not a small bomb. I'm never gonna find not a big bomb. I'm never gonna find the bomb in these buildings. And I'm just already getting like anxious about how hard that part's gonna be yeah. but there's all these modes like i didn't realize that i kind of thought multiplayer would have like one mode and i'm so excited to finally see a multiplayer shooter that has like all these different options mm-hmm. but then also it's gonna be super it just seems like probably the most fully fleshed out first person shooter that we've seen at least that i know of and mm-hmm. and i'm excited about that because it's like you're gonna get a little bit of everything instead of you know a game that has great multiplayer or a game that has great single player or a game that has great cop like this is gonna have all of it i feel like and i'm just that's why i'm excited about it Mm-hmm. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Was it like 50 missions on the uh, single player campaign? I've, I've heard estimates of 10 plus hours of single player storyline. Yeah, so that's for a VR game, even for a regular shooter. And nowadays, like other than <laughs> yeah. that, like you know, now let's just say now back in the day, obviously all of the shooters had these great single player campaigns. But for now, more than a couple of hours of a campaign is a big deal. And then now we're throwing in the VR aspect. I'm actually normally not excited about a single player experience as much as a multiplayer i'm more excited about the single player with the uh, medal of honor mm-hmm. right and, and and the single player too you know it's not a hyper realistic thing if you watch the footage no. it looks like an action flick but you know what i'm okay mm-hmm. with a triple a company respawn entertainment these guys made apex legends and Titanfall Two, and so many good games and that these guys are going all in on a VR title, I don't care if it's an action flick and not the most immersive thing I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> the, just the sheer amount of content and hopeful, hopefully content and like, I don't know, I was looking for a different word, but smoothness. Um, uh, polish. It, the, um, polish. There, we there go. you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, content and polish. If, if Respawn Entertainment can bring what they've brought from prior games and bring that into a VR game, the only other game that's done this is Half-Life Alex in my mind. And I'm so excited to have a, another game like that. This is going to set the bar way higher for everyone. If it does well, it might bring other AAA companies in. It'll get people excited. I just cannot be more hyped for this. <laughs> what I'm really so excited cool. for, and, and Jay mentioned this in a previous week, Jay mentioned that what VR needs right now is a couple of killer apps that you can only experience in VR. And we have some in a couple different categories. We have the Steam fanboys got in VR for the Half-Life Alex. We got mm-hmm. uh, we got basically anyone who grew up with Guitar Hero saw Beat Saber and was like, that's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And all got <laughs> VR to get Beat Saber. And now we have, for the shooters, we have Medal of Honor. And that is going to be the killer must-get app. It's I need VR to play this. Oh, and yeah. that's what I'm really excited for. 
as as someone mm-hmm. who doesn't play enough of these first person shooters, is Medal of Honor a huge one? Because like I think Call of Duty, I think Halo, I think Medal of I think Honor. all mm-hmm. these these popular names. Is Medal of Honor gonna bring in a lot of people? You think? Yes. yes. Medal of Honor back That's... in the day was on par with Call of Duty. Okay. I think Medal of Honor came first. Yeah, like, it did. I remember specifically being a little kid. Oh, I say little, I was a teenager. You guys were <laughs> little kids then. And <laughs> playing, uh, sitting and playing my PlayStation at Christmas time, running around, like sneaking through German lines. With your, there was a mission where you had a little passport thing that you would flip out. You could sneak, you know, past the German guards and stuff like that. Like it was just so in depth for its time on the. This is PlayStation 1 you know, Medal of Honor. And so people, I think, that grew up with these Medal of Honor and the uh, Allied Assault, Storming the Beaches in Normandy, they're going to see that footage and they're going to do what I did and go, oh, I remember doing Saving Private Ryan mission. Now I get to do it in 3D. And it's, they're they're (laughs) going to get into it. Like, it's going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Without Medal of Honor, I don't think you have a Call of Duty. Right. Um, Yeah. So this is a big IPJ. It, you know, middle the Medal of Honor IP unfortunately has kind of fallen a bit by the wayside yet, because um, it's it's owned by EA right now, um, and EA really likes to kill its IPs for some reason, and I was worried everyone thought that this is going to be one of those. So it's cool that that EA is giving so much breathing room to uh, its its developers these days because it certainly didn't used to do that. Um, so yeah, there's this this is a name brand. Um for people that are into the shooter genre, especially um like a you could say old person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Those with yeah, lots like, of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. For those for those that grew up with Medal of Honor, this is going to definitely be a big deal and that is a it's 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 a large group of people. Absolutely. Nice. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But with that, let's maybe head on to our next news piece. Mm-hmm. So, we got Jay, five this week. We do. We have an, an, an extra one just for you, you know, beloved listeners out there. Well, what do you got the, for us, Jay? <laughs> this one is kind of because John made it here, and John is the VR fitness insider expert here. So Upload VR just dropped a list of what they're calling the best Quest 2 fitness apps. And with John here, we wanted to talk about their list, see, get his thoughts. I didn't prepare him at all for this. I maybe Not should have. So so, <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm thinking, I've got a list of them in front of me. They didn't put them in order. Maybe you just give us a yes or no on whether you think, because for me, John, when I'm trying to find a fitness app, I don't want a fitness app. You know, I want a fun game that gets me to exercise. Like I want to enjoy it and I want to come back to it. So with these, we'll just, we'll just go real quick through them and you tell me yes or no, this is actually going to be a good game and a good workout or maybe a couple points as to yes or no. Why, why not? And then we can quickly recap. Mm -hmm. So like the first one on their list, I didn't even know fit XR. Apparently box VR changed its name to fit. Okay. They did. I actually don't have it on the the quest. I only have the old box VR and I can, that one, I enjoy it immensely. Like it's a lot of fun. You get a decent workout out of it. And when I say decent, I mean, you're burning some, you know, upwards above 10 to 15 calories a minute, uh, depending on, you know, the, the, the song and whatnot. (laughs) Um, it's basically like beat saber, but you're punching. Okay, Man. but on like a fit to fun ratio sort of thing, you know. <laughs> so we get I, high fit. Maybe what about the fun ratio? I really enjoy it, but I'm very aware that I'm working out after about ten fifteen minutes of it. 
Okay, like so I, high fit, very much, medium fun. Yeah, Got it. It, yeah, it's it's mm. you're very aware that what you're doing. Like you, you know, honestly, there's a clock in the upper right hand corner of the game. If they didn't have that, I probably wouldn't notice it as much. But I'll be into <laughs> yeah. it and I'll look up and go. 20 minutes left. Absolutely. It feels like PE all over again. Yeah. If I didn't have that, I couldn't focus in on that negativity. The clock was behind me and I had to physically turn around. I'd never look at it. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Well, that's good to know. We have played a little box. If you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of not, it doesn't feel like it's fun to me. It's just like, oh, it's exercise. Uh, the The thrill of the fight, I've never played at all. Okay. Now. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to just go sweat your stuff off, you know, if you really want to get, <laughs> you really want to get warm and I, and peel the shirt off your body when you're done, that is absolutely hand. That's one of my favorite ones. Cause not only do you get to beat the brakes off of somebody, which is just such a great release of tension. Oh God. I mean, you, know, oh God, and, so I mean, you can just, you know, I'm getting, but, uh, I'm getting scared. I'm getting scared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got too excited. <laughs> I'm getting, I want to move seats. Oops. I'm getting scared. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, uh, <laughs> if you really want to get into it and just, you know, get down to it, uh, I'm telling you like that game is absolutely hands down. You're going to, I've burned up to 17, 18 calories a minute in that. And that's, that's pretty significant. You know, you get your mm-hmm. heart rate up above 160 sometimes, and I'm a bigger fella or was, and that, yeah, that, I love that one. Um, especially mm-hmm. because it, it's got, it's kind of scales and changes with different fighters. So you might be able to whip up on somebody really easily and then you go to the next fighter and he just tears you up. You know, you're constantly moving and ducking and, you know, it, it's a good one. I like it. Okay. So for that mm-hmm. one on our fit to fun ratio, we got extreme fit and pretty high fun. Does yeah, that sound accurate? I would say that. Okay. Awesome. So what about this it. next game we got on our list? The supernatural. That one I have not had an experience with. I, I know I, that I have a little bit. There's okay. a demo. There's a demo of it and it is, oh man. It's like if you took all the fun out of Beat Saber, but kept all the exercise. Uh, you like, they like give you, they like give you these big like bat things that kind of look like metal sabers, and like stuff's coming at you, and you're hitting it. And there's even like personal trainers in it and stuff that will do stuff. I don't know. Nat Nat was more into it than I was. I just felt like they took every good concept out of Beat Saber and just made it into an exercise game, and I didn't like it. It was a good workout, but I hated the gameplay, and I never wanted to come back to it. I think there's a demo of it on the quest store <laughs> that you can try mm-hmm. so it, we got uh, supernatural as a high fit low fun very low fun like non-existent fun in my opinion like you're yeah. definitely and, and it costs 20 dollars a month yeah which subscription. is not ideal because of the trainers no yeah no 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 i don't know i don't know uh racket nx do you know that that's that they say it's not table tennis but it's basically table tennis. Uh, okay, that is table tennis. <laughs> 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 if you have to come out and say it's not something, then it probably yeah. I I don't mm-hmm. have any experience with that one personally. Um, <clears throat> so we're gonna say that that one's okay. <laughs> yeah, we we just get a straight middle it's in just, score. It's all right. Fantastic. So what about Hollow Point VR? This is a game that I have some experience with personally. Have you ever had a chance to try out Hollow Point? I have a little bit, and that would definitely get your blood pumping. 
And I, I think you get so focused on taking out the, the targets that it's a little bit, it's, it's easier to forget that you're doing something else. Like you don't focus on the fact that, oh, I'm breathing heavy and this is hard work and mm-hmm. how it builds. It doesn't start off, you know, where you're just intensely doing something. You start off kind of mellow and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're just going crazy. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But I don't have that much experience with that one. It sounds kind of fun. Actually. I played it a little my bit. Sort of thing. What do you think, Adam? You played it. I think it's a middling. It's a middle workout, and it's a middle fun. <laughs> just, just, just good on both I'm sides. I'm just going to give it just the straight middle score because, like, Hollow Point was fun, but it's no Beat Saber, and it's no, a good workout, no. but it's no Beat Saber. Yeah. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think and it's so. If we're sort of using Beat Saber as like uh, the gold standard, I'm sure we'll get to this later down the line. It's it's less fun than Beat Saber. It's less exercise than Beat Saber, but it works out differently. Like in Beat Saber, you're just solely moving your arms, and in soup and in Hollow Point, you're just straight doing squats all the time. You're ducking out of the projectiles <laughs> that they're sending, and so it's working you out very differently. So it's a kind of game that works well in a fitness routine with Beat Saber. But is it as good a fitness or as much fun? No. <laughs> It's a game that kind of benefited from being out early in VR, I think, because it was before yeah. we had a lot of zones. And then it's kind of like if you saw the Hunger Games, that scene in like the second movie where they have the more advanced place and Katniss is like has these holograms coming out. She's shooting them with the bow and dodging their attacks. Like it's kind of like you're just stuck in that room forever. Yeah, uh, it, it's it was the early days of VR and it shows like you shoot kind of golden triangles. You, you just kind of <laughs> shoot like yeah, these blue I, pyramids. It, it's yeah. weird. You yeah. can say that. It's a little different. All right. All right. But n- let's move on to Dance Central. I don't know that one. Uh, so yeah, I think where did you a... come up with these games? Hey, That's, let's have the VR all, fitness this guy. Is all yeah, this upload VR. Yeah, yeah, this is upload VR's list. Yeah, and it's all quest games. You just got your quest. Today. I've played a little Dance okay, Central. Okay. This is a, a popular demo. game. I've, I've definitely heard of it. It's I haven't on... played it, but like they recommended it on their like storefront yeah, pretty often. It's... Wow. It's cool. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Just Dance in VR, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like it doesn't quite play. I don't know. I, I only played the demo and I just wasn't in love with it. And I like Just Dance, but it just felt like it didn't quite nail it right to me. And also dancing is great. And I, I actually have taken dance. I love dance. But something about having a VR headset on when you're trying to move, especially the Quest One, I think I tried it on. It was so uncomfortable. I just didn't really feel like I wanted to get all groovy in a freaking Quest One, hanging <laughs> off my face with the controllers <laughs> on my hands. I, maybe the Quest Two would be a better experience. But there was just something about it that just kind of set me off the wrong way. And I haven't touched it since. I think it is good mm-hmm. exercise. If you were looking for solely exercise, I think it would go high. And then fun maybe medium maybe maybe low depending on your preference but it just didn't bring mm-hmm. me back to it this game is also 30 dollars, which for v, you know we haven't really been listing the prices but most of these games we've been talking about are generally around 15 bucks 15 to 20 so 30 bucks is is a little steep in the world of vr fitness i suppose yeah you know, we're kind of taking a while with some of these games. Maybe we should just pick out some of the bigger ones next. Well, we're let's let's go on to sort of our gold standard, uh, Beat Saber. Uh, obviously, we all know Beat Saber here. It's it's a pretty good VR game. But how would you say Beat Saber compares uh, as a fitness tool in comparison to some of the other games we've talked about, John? Well, <clears throat> we mentioned Thrill of the Fight. That's the physical equivalent of rowing. 
using the <laughs> rowing machine like that. That's, you know, you get a very intense workout out of that. And Beat Saber is about as equal to using an elliptical. So, I mean, it's still quite a bit of effort. And especially whenever you add the modifiers with the barriers coming at you and you have to duck and move and things like that. And obviously now this is presupposing that you're playing these at a higher level. If you're playing these at right. normal, you're not, you got to, those are rookie numbers. You got to bump those numbers up. You got to start getting into, <laughs> you got to start playing an expert, expert plus. That's where you really start to feel it. And the only thing that I could think of that's comparable to Beat Saber where you will lose yourself in time, it would be Pistol Whip. Because mm-hmm. the pistol whip, you're actually, I, I know you're not moving as much. It feels like I've actually, using the Your Fitness Tracker, I've been able to find that I'm burning as many, if not more calories sometimes in pistol whip, depending on the level. Especially wow. now with the with the newer update, uh, was it 2089? Mm-hmm. Like you're yes. absolutely, yeah, I, I played it for about 10 minutes yesterday just to try it out. And I burned, I was burning on average about 14 calories a minute at one point. Like, out at that. <laughs> you, you know, you're doing a lot of whipping, less pistol, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and, and, and you got a lot of movement. Yep. It's your legs. You're using your legs yes. a lot more in pistol whip than you are in Beat Saber, too. You're getting down low. I, I played some of the 2089 today, and like, I was so glad I played it on the Quest and not on my PC VR because I was on the floor at points. I was rolling. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> dodging. Like, I was all over the place playing it. It was. I, I want to say, using the Your Fitness Tracker, when I've played through uh, uh, Pistol Whip, I've done over two, 300 squats. <laughs> like physical squats like just maneuvering and it's yeah damn I mean, it's, it's playing through the entire uh all their song catalog you'll do two three hundred squats mm-hmm. the only the only the only other game on here that i really want to know if you played i haven't o shape do you know that one That's, that things come yeah, out so it's like it, a game show uh, there's i don't care for it personally but I know a lot of people who love it and have that as part of their VR fitness routine, and it works for them. I, I'm not much of a dancer to begin with. Well, how about you explain like, the game? Because I, I've never heard of this game before. Can you maybe describe uh, it for me? So you have barriers coming at you, and there's a cookie cutter shape of you in the barrier, and you got to mimic whatever shape's coming mm-hmm. through. It's and, that one game show that used to be popular. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. It's called. Okay what it's called either i know exactly right? what you're talking about <laughs> yep. where you have to make this little thing or it'll push you off and oh. it's very yeah and, and it's it's you have to move quickly you know i mean there, you mm-hmm. do definitely get a workout out of it but it just it ain't killing so it's not as interesting to me like with beat saber <laughs> you're you're killing stuff with you know with pistol whip, you're shooting <laughs> things in the face it's like you're getting that but uh, i i definitely see the value in it it's just for me personally it's not my favorite but that's mm-hmm. not that's not me saying it's bad. It's it's a good game. It's a good workout. Like it's just I don't enjoy it, but other people would. And I know people who absolutely love it. Yeah, I've definitely had some friends that even Beat Saber. They will like I'll I'll try and show them. You know, if I bring a group of people over to play VR, a lot of them be like, "Hell yeah, get me right into Blade and Sorcery. I want to slash some heads." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you've but then I'll like have a couple more people that are like, I don't really you know they don't they aren't quote gamers. Um, or even if they are gamers, you know, they don't play those style of games. They're not in it for the violence. They're in it for, I don't know, either social aspects or puzzles or whatever. You know, the, the gamers are, are, are a wide audience, right? Um, and most VR titles these days, unfortunately, kind of have something to do with violence. Now, I like that. Um, but not everyone does. And this, in 
I think just about everything we've listed so far, except for the dance one, ha- yeah. has some oh, no, form I, of. Uh, hmm? He's what? Back. Oh. Oh, you just cut out there for a while, for a minute. You might want to repeat everything you just said. Oh, no. <laughs> the last sentence. The last <laughs> sentence. We, we missed pretty much all of it. <laughs> okay. Let me. Let me. Sorry, and be quick. Um, yeah, th- this 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 definitely is for those people that have not played or not have not played. Just you know, they don't want that violence. They don't want to have to like be slashing things or shooting things, but they still want to play a game. And this this fills that niche. I think. I haven't Synth- played it either. Was Synth Riders on that list? Yes. Uh, How did you? I I genuinely enjoy that game, and it's not killing. So that's weird for me, but I, it's, I don't, it, there's that electro swing and you shake your booty, man. It's freaking awesome. Like I, I really like, that's one of the other games that it's shocking because you can set up a playlist uh, with like, you know, 10, 15 songs. So you could play for like an hour and then not realize it. And then look back at your calorie tracker and go, Oh crap. I burned mm-hmm. a thousand calories. Like you don't feel like you're doing much. That's, I would put that even, I like beat saber a lot. I would put Synth Riders and Beat Saber in the same category. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, okay. where it's it's very much like you get lost in what you're doing and you don't focus on as much, you know, uh, that you're actually exercising or, or moving around. Now your mm-hmm. arms, you start playing long enough, your arms are going to get sore. Like you will feel fat. <laughs> now, John, what kind of music did, sorry, what kind of music did you say it was? There, there's it's it's synthwave, but they also have uh, different uh, packs. And one of the recent ones that I really enjoy is called Electro Swing. It's I like love synth- that. Gen- I thought I heard yeah. you say that. I love yeah. that genre. I, I heard that. I'm like, really? You gotta try synth. <laughs> it's super niche. Then. Well, I think I have to. I, I have think to. Jay will be picking up synth riders for yes. this next week, guys. <laughs> but John, if you had to hands down just pick one game and you only use that game for fitness, what game would you pick? I know it's a tough question. There's a lot of good fitness games out there, but one game you know, that's all I'm you're gonna, allowed to use. I'm going to go with Beat Saber, even though there's so many other games that I actually like a little bit more. Beat Saber has the longevity and the ability mm-hmm. for me to add whatever music I'm into at that on that day. You know, like you're able to go and find with different mods and different you know uh, songs that are out there. Whereas like uh, Synth Riders and Pistol Whip, which I feel like I get a little bit more out of, you're limited to what they have. Which is good, mm-hmm. but it's just sometimes I just want to kill things to a tip to be square. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and that so, Beat Saber is definitely that. I would say that's number one. All mm-hmm. right. Well, thanks for sharing your insight on those apps with us. Man, that game wins so many categories and like fucking everything. It's, it's just it's 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 so simple. It's brilliant. <laughs> it I is. think that's the problem. Like nobody, everybody wants to try to do better than what they've done, and they're overthinking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people just want to do this to music. It's fine, you know. Just come up with a way <laughs> to do that. <laughs> All right. With that, I'm gonna take us out of the news section and hop into our discussion section for this week. But first, we want to tell you real quick about our sponsor. I'll take it this time. So if you haven't heard, we have the sponsor. You may have heard of them before. They're Asterian. They make these amazing stands. They are universal for any headset you could own or buy. Um, they also sell the Vertex, which is for any, like, not VR, but what is it? Audio headset um, you could want or buy. And these things are so cool, guys. You should absolutely check them out. They're these minimalistic RGB sort of like acrylic glass stands. They're like the perfect size, and we cannot recommend enough. 
recommend them enough. Jeez. Um, <laughs> we, we own a ton of these personally and just, you, you should, you should get one. And, uh, if you do decide you want one, head over to www.mysterianproducts.com, plug in the code full dive. That's F U L L D I V E no spaces. And you will get $5 off any order 1999 or more. Please do not just for our sake. They're good products. Check them out. Yes. All right. In with that, we have our discussion section. I'm looking forward to this one. So again, for those uh, just tuning in, this is VR Sims versus more VR arcade games. So that's like if there's like a shooter comparison, you have like Pavlov and Contractors versus Onward. Or if you're talking flight sims, you've got, I don't know, like VTOL VR, which is more user friendly versus um dcs which is like you, you gotta like <laughs> you have that to actually like be a, a fighter pilot right yeah <laughs> you need to invest time in that one right absolutely um and you know we we've got a good variety of what people like here um jay generally you know he just wants to get in the game and have fun darn it he doesn't want to spend five hours look at an instruction manuals to get it working <laughs> no no <laughs> yeah i think i lie somewhere in between between dcs is just a touch too much for me with just the amount of time i have and the the, the things i like to get into um adam plays a lot of dcs um, oh no <laughs> i do not play any dcs <laughs> no uh, no you don't what? i have tried I dcs i have tried dcs once and i got halfway into press this oh, I'm button of in Ryan. order to lift Ryan. the flaps to lift the other flaps to lift the landing gear i am before you take off and i'm like nope i'm done <laughs> a man without a country here <laughs> I, I, I stand alone i absolutely love dcs <laughs> you're you're our extreme example you're you're the one on the other end of the spectrum from me so uh, tell mm -hmm. me tell me your perspective on this what i'm interested what in your opinion makes a good sim then well for it to be classified in my term, if it's a sim, then it's a simulation. Like I need to feel like that what I'm doing is a, you know, virtual manifestation of what an actual person in this position would be doing. So if I'm playing War Thunder, that's not what a World War II pilot would have ever done because you're dealing with a, you know, a different, you know, <laughs> I know that there's going to be people out there crapping their pants about that. But the reality is War Thunder is an arcade game and I enjoy it. Like I, I, I do don't think I don't. I mean, I have just reinstalled it. You know, I love it. Uh, well, until I get mad at it. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that's truth. definitely one of those games where you start. Oh, this is great. Wonderful. Oh, screw this. And you yeah. install it. And I'm going back to IL2. You guys don't know what you're talking about. I, uh, um, so uh, what to me, what makes a good sim? First of all, if it's a sim, I need to be able to touch everything and use it. Like, uh, that's, mm -hmm. that's why, uh, when I was going through that list, I put IL2 closer to the arcade category than I did the SIM category. It's not a click clickable cockpit. And especially being with the VR headset on, like it's, if I have to hit hotkeys or whatever, then you're starting to take me out of it. I'm starting to feel less immersed into the world around me. And I'm, I'm very aware that I'm playing a game. Whereas, uh, mm -hmm. with like DCS, you know, I have everything is full. Well, on most of the aircraft, everything's fully interactable. You know, I, everything, mm. you know, like I'm, I really love the F-14 and the Huey are my two favorite birds in that, in that game, because they're very manual, very, you have to do a lot to get them to go. Oh gosh. So yeah. You see if, that. Sorry, Rip, go for it. Uh, I, I just, on that note. So in that case, have you played VTOL VR? Yes. 
so where does that land? Because VTOL VR, from a lot of the guys who I know who love their sims, they're not crazy about VTOL VR because it's missing some of like the more intricate flight models and like it doesn't perfectly replicate a VTOL's setup. However, you can interact with the entire cockpit. I thoroughly enjoy VTOL VR, and as a matter of fact, if they ever add co-op, it will. I will. It might come close to replacing DCS for me, even wow. though I enjoy DCS as much as I do. Getting people to play that with me is a lot like pulling teeth. <laughs> like nobody <laughs> wants. Like, no, you don't understand. If you buy this eighty dollar add on aircraft, you could come play this game with me that takes six weeks of training to learn how to play. It's going to be great. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> That's a hard or sell. I, yeah, or I could be like, or you could go play VTOL and watch like four videos, and you pretty much figure it out. Like, do the tutorial, you'll be fine. And um, mm. be, now it's it is kind of that's a good question, really, because I I enjoy DCS a lot, but in VTOL, being able to actually use the controllers to to interact with the cockpit, and it feels a little bit like you're using your hands to flip the switches. And the only difference is, I wish I could use my hotap, my my hands on throttle and stick. Like I, I wish I could, you know, grip an actual stick instead of having my yeah. controller stuck to my chair. Like, uh, cause that's mm -hmm. usually what I would do playing that is I kind of lean back and <laughs> put them in the chair, but it just, it, VTOL's good, like really good. Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. I think it's actually underappreciated in the sim community because it does to me bridges a gap where maybe you don't want to do, maybe you don't want to learn how the AUG-9 radar works on an F-14, but <laughs> you want to be able to like you know fly missions over saudi arabia in 1991 so you could do that there's that's actually one of my favorite campaigns somebody made where it's like a mimics mm. the gulf war and wow. uh it, it's the little de the devil's in the details with me like uh when i'm playing vtol when you have to actually physically put the helmet on and it looks like you have a helmet around your face i like that because i already have my view obstructed a little bit wearing a vr headset but this on there it's like okay this makes sense now now I know why I don't have right. peripheral vision on. I have a helmet on and then mm -hmm. flipping on the nods and, you know, the night vision, sorry, and being able to like just see the tracers coming up. They, they did really great with the ambience of VTOL. Uh, I still put it higher and closer to the arcade level, but it's because right. uh, you don't need to be a pilot to play it. DCS, you don't really necessarily need to be a pilot either, but you're pretty close. Yeah, I don't know. In <laughs> comparison, so I play a lot of War Thunder and even with a full you know, flight stick and everything and playing on the simulator mode. It's definitely more on the arcadey spectrum. Mm -hmm. I'll 100% agree. But, you know, I kind of appreciate that over something like DCS, where I feel like I don't need to go to flight school to, in order to play War Thunder, you know? No, and, it's and just something that you can kind of hop in and play. And so, but I, as in comparison to DCS, which I don't know, I kind of consider like the utmost extreme of sim, sim games, maybe up there with like, microsoft flight simulator and things um which feels very hard to break into it requires that time investment but is that worth it for you for a lot of these sim games what i would actually say is is what i enjoy about dcs is learning the weapon systems learning how these things work it's less to do with physically playing the game and more to do with me learning how oh so this is how you drop a gbu this is how you program a jdam this is how you do a nine line you know, I can speak English. When a guy on the ground, what you just said, one thing there rang a bell to me at all. A nine line is a form that a guy on the ground is reading through, 
And on this, and he's saying like, okay, I need you to come in from the east. I need you to egress to the west. I, egress means leave. <laughs> um, I need, you know, you know, I need, I need request the best type ordinance to take out a tank. I mean, it's a guy on the ground saying, I'm in trouble. I need help. What's the best way for you to nuke this guy for me? <laughs> and there's nine lines that gets me onto that target. That's what talks me onto a target. Like I enjoy mm-hmm. learning all those intricacies, but I also really enjoy putting on a headset, flipping three switches and blowing, blowing shit up. Cause it's fun right. to do either one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it, it, that's what appeals to me is is the learning of the systems. But if, if I play IL two probably more than I play DCS, and I love DCS, mm-hmm. I know that I'm because IL two is very much I put I could jump into a plane, go run and do a couple of missions, and it's you know I only have to learn a couple of buttons. It's World War two. I'm dropping you know dumb bombs that aren't guided, and I'm shooting machine guns. I just watch where the tracers go. It's easy. Um, mm-hmm. I have actually been looking at Project Wingman for the same reason that I could just throw something on and go, go blow something up, you know. Mm-hmm. I I think that that I think that there are some sim people that get too into it and won't accept that games like War Thunder, IL Two are fun. They're fun. Like you can't tell me that's not, especially VR. You can't tell me that's not. Fun. <laughs> it may not be at the level of like the fidelity and everything being absolutely perfect, but. If you really want to get that into it, go go to flight school. Go be a pilot. Like, you know, as hardcore sim as I am, I will still go play War Thunder for hours. Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of getting mixed feelings from you here, from as opposed to most of the sim guys that I talk to. <laughs> because... That's why you should never talk to sim guys. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like our they associate were to talk producer to me, will have like, some things to say. They'll be like, excuse me, uh... You, you know, and then you'll get into the whole subculture of uh, people that like Falcon 4.0 and uh, which I guess now is BMS compared to DCS. BMS is like a whole nother world of, of nerd <laughs> that like if you say <laughs> I love the F-16 a lot. And if you compare the two games, yeah, they're, they're completely different in terms of what one is more capable than the other because there's a, a campaign that's like dynamic like right now this very second there's a war going on in bms and missions are being flown and sorties are being generated sorties or missions uh, are wow. being randomly generated <laughs> at that point it becomes your life you know yeah it's like, it's man like, i gotta wake up i gotta get off work early to fly the sortie over you know iraq right <laughs> Well, it's Korea, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, it's very much like, you know, you get it. And there's communities that are, there's communities within DCS that will argue with each other. So I, I feel like I try to be a good go between when it comes to things like that, because I, I, I like a lot of different things. Like I, I, as much as I love Onward, I will go play Pavlov and have a blast play. Pavlov is when I want to, be a little kid again onwards when i want to shoot people in the face mm-hmm. if that makes any sense i don't know if that yeah. translates very well but like yeah like onward feels like you're you're in the poop and like you're you i'm ready to freaking win like playing onward means i want to win today playing pavlov means <laughs> i don't really give a shit what happens i'm here to just shoot things and have fun and play counter-strike in 3d and that's kind of what the difference between War Thunder and DCS or even IL-2 is. I'm here to quickly have an experience versus I'm going to take four hours to take off today. <laughs> you know, it, right. <laughs> now, there, that all comes with they just came out not long ago with an aircraft carrier module that has the people on the flight deck. And that, there's nothing that's ever as cool as being 
ground guided by a marshal to line up on a catapult and have him do all the little hand signals, you know, and everything. And you get to launch off a flight deck, you get your top gun. Like I grew up with top gun. So you get that experience, but Mm -hmm. I don't know, going and playing a war thunder where you don't have to think sometimes that's a lot of fun too. Right. And, and I definitely that, get that where you're kinda, coming from. Being on the outside and hearing this, it kind of sounds like what should really happen is there should be like simulators and games. Like there, uh oh, I think uh, well, ripped yeah. that out again because I was just talking. Yeah, I got jumped. Yeah. In. <laughs> Jay, Jay, yeah. could you repeat what you just said real quick, and then we'll get over to Rip. <laughs> well, I was just saying, it sounds like really we should have Rip's totally glitching out here. We should have like okay. simulators, and we should have games because like the simulator community, these sim people want them to be like extreme realism. And then those mm-hmm. of us who want to play some games, it it really we shouldn't muddy the water by calling all these sims because maybe there is a two separate subcategories. So. That's that's kind of yeah. what I'm getting from, it. and I'm a game guy. I don't I don't think I could ever get into any of these. I, maybe a driving one because I know how to drive. I like driving. There you go. I did some <laughs> I did some stupid racing as a kid. You know, like I might be able to enjoy that because I already kind of know how to drive. But this flight stuff, you're telling me I could never. It just sounds like so much work. Mm-hmm. I think it also comes from my. Ba- I love history, so being in an F14, that's wow. I'm old now. That's a piece of history now. And there aren't F-14s flying anymore. So knowing that I've learned how an AUG-9 radar system works as a Rio playing Goose. Goose was a Rio, uh, was his position. He sat in the back seat. You got the big radar in front of you, and you're you're doing stuff. And, like, it's neat to be able to – I think that's actually the feeling you get from playing a sim is is I'd learned something that I probably shouldn't know, and I've overcome that. And that's why you're right. There, There needs to be two different categories. It's either you're playing a game or you're playing a sim, and they are different. A sim is uh, when I was a kid. We always called those dad games. Yeah. Oh, you know, like that's what dad plays. You know, like, and, <laughs> and that that I guess I've turned into that. But I feel like you have to be able to enjoy both. You can't just say because I know people that are listening right now that are that are sim people are going War Thunder is a piece of crap, and it's like <laughs> compared to it's fun. So it's not a piece of crap. It's just different. It's just a. It's like going to a. Uh, watching a documentary versus watching an action movie, you know, you know if mm-hmm. I want to watch, if I want to learn history, I'll go watch a documentary, you know, or I'll read a book. Yeah, but if I want to just completely mm-hmm. turn my brain off, I'll go watch Arnold Schwarzenegger fight an alien on a jungle planet. You know, I'm into <laughs> that, you know, like, mm-hmm. yes, right. Rip, there was a bit where you kind of, we kind of lost you again. Uh, yeah. Do you want to backtrack those, <laughs> those thoughts real fast? Um, yeah, I was just going to like uh, kind of say I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from, um, it, especially like a lot of that sim versus arcade thing is, you know, how much knowledge do you have on a subject? If you know how to drive a really nice car, but you're stuck in like a Prius, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where like you can drive a manual, you know how to race, but you're stuck in a Prius. That's kind of how sim people feel when they're playing a quote arcade game, right? They like when I for me, it, I'm I'm a infantry small unit tactics buff. So okay. I like so I like to do like onward is totally my kind of game. I'm used to doing squad leading and all sorts of other activities and squad and arma and those those things. And that's where I like I know a ton. So I'll play a well, game. You said arma. Yeah. Yeah. Arma three. This, this bump. This yeah. Bump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Go yes. very far for some yeah. reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not a big person in life, but even these things just don't. Yeah. They like stop. At a certain oh, point. they do. I didn't even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what was I going to say? Um, yeah. So like when I'm like playing an FPS game, I'm just constantly aware that like when I am playing like I enjoy Call of Duty. I play Modern Warfare constantly and I love all the small details I have, but I am aware that this is not this this only takes so much advantage of my skill set, right? I can't lean in this game. I can't employ many small unit tactics. It's a very different thing, but I can also recognize that just because it's its own thing doesn't mean it isn't complex. There are people that put tons of similar amounts of time researching and getting better at it. It's not so obvious on the cover, quite like DCS. If you try to play, you can't unless you know what you're doing. You can hop into COD and generally have fun, right? Mm -hmm. But even those things, you know, there is a skill incline um, <laughs> where you can learn a lot more. And that's something always to, I think, respect and acknowledge with a lot of these games like War Thunder and whatnot. Like, yes, War Thunder isn't super realistic but a lot of people will put just as much effort as you did learning how to fly an f-14 as getting really good at war thunder i get my butt and, kicked all the time in war thunder right by those exactly <laughs> absolutely I'll be screaming at, well that's not how p-51 really flies you know like <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter yeah. dude you're playing war thunder right now you need to learn how they fly in this game like <laughs> right <laughs> so you know there, there's always a balance i for me it's like yeah when i'm playing like a like i'll be playing onward despite all the simulation stuff it does have i still have like all my gripes about it you can't really lean in the it's vr and i still can't lean because the your body is always directly below your head <laughs> <laughs> it just infuriates me to no end um <laughs> so like little stuff like that where when you know more and can do more than a game, which is supposed to be a means of escapism, right? Like you right. play Call of Duty because you can't do that in real life. Well, if in real life I can be more effective than this guy, that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where I think a lot of that frustration comes when it comes to the hardcore sim gamers. I think a lot of people will argue or they'll, they'll, they'll say, oh, you're into Call of Duty, well... If you take a COD player and stuck them in squad or postscriptum, they're going to hate it. Right. <laughs> but if they play it for a it's always, always try to, it's like, just, just, I know it sucks, but just try it. But play mm -hmm. it this way, you know, listen to what people, listen to people who know, you'll actually start to enjoy it. And then I'll go play Call of Duty and hate it. Cause I don't, <laughs> cause I don't listen to people who know, you know what I mean? But that's what I'm getting as like, you could, they're two completely or two separate, you know, genres that I think the, you're right. Like you mentioned earlier about muddying the water. It's like, you, you shouldn't do that. They, you should go into it thinking, all right, well, I'm going to play War Thunder right now, or I'm going to play IL2, or I'm going to play VTOL VR, or, or I'm going to invest three hours of my life playing DCS to get aggravated. Because <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. But it's the, I don't have it installed right now. Let me just go ahead and say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's me in Armor 3 right now. Yeah, I have 1,600 <laughs> hours of my life in Armor 3, and I do not have it installed. <laughs> Maybe if they decrease that input delay. Just, um, yeah, a little bit. 
<laughs> Especially with like all these new games just spoiling me and how well they run. I'm like, Arma 3, you're getting a little old there, pal. You know, yeah. it's, it's this old dog I that I'm like, it's time for you to go the old way, <laughs> old yeller there, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that, hopefully that's given you all a good idea of what, you know, you hear so much about VR being, you know, for like a, a lot of sim people like VR because it adds to that experience. You know, they're in it for the immersion a lot of times and the, the greater the detail, the greater the immersion. So you got a lot of people in sim and VR. You got a lot of people in arcade. Hopefully now when you're listening to future podcasts or trying to find games and you're hearing these words thrown around for sim versus arcade, you, 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 hopefully you all have some some context now to apply to your your consumer One last activities thing before we take off from that absolutely is uh depth both all of them rk are the vr uh, i'm sorry uh war thunder to dcs with vr having depth and when i say mm-hmm. that I, i'm 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 saying that i'm sitting in my harrier and i'm dropping bombs on a target and i have to physically lean up to see over the nose to line up the pipper or I could see tar- that's a little thing that reticle is called a pipper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not picking on you. You don't know what these are. No, uh, yeah, I actually but, don't. This is helpful. Cause I have no clue. You're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and the viewers we, won't either. So yeah, like, like <laughs> playing war thunder and having to close my left eye to look down the gun sight when I'm shooting a plane down in front of me, like mm-hmm. you don't get that in a regular plane or a regular uh, flat game. Like you don't right. get, and you know, that's what I mean by depth and, and, and it, if you actually think you're not good at a sim, go play in VR. You'll actually be better than you think because it becomes more yeah. intuitive. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And with that, you I'm going to wrap things up. That is, it's my job. It's my job. I'm the producer. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the party killer here on the podcast (laughs) all right so if you guys um uh just a quick recap for those that haven't already we've got this uh cool little thing it's called discord y'all should know about discord and y'all should definitely join our discord server i know it's another discord server you're already in 50 why join ours well (laughs) you get to be first off the Q&A section, if you want your questions answered, just throw it into the Q&A. We're at that, like, beautiful, like, mid-level right now where we still get, like, plenty of questions, and we don't have to say no to too many right now. If you give your question to that Discord community, it's probably going in. And if you're a Patreon member and you submit a question, it's just going in right now. Just guaranteed. <laughs> so um, consider joining our uh, discord community five dollars a month for patreon and they get high quality versions of the podcast totally worth it in my opinion um if you are listening to our podcast on various podcast platforms i know that's where the bulk of our audience is you silent lurkers um <laughs> consider interact bleh, consider interacting with us we've got the youtube channel we are live streaming right now you might have like you know heard us referencing things that you don't get well that's because we're making hand gestures and pointing at each other and you know we try to make it as friendly as we can towards the podcast but if you want the full experience check out the youtube channel vice versa if you're watching on youtube but you don't have time to sit down and watch the whole darn thing 
well, we're a podcast. We You can listen to us on your car. If there's a podcast platform that we are not on, but you prefer listening to, let me know. I will make it happen. I don't think there's a single one now that we are not on, but let me know regardless. And with that, thank you for listening, everyone. John, thank you so much for being here. You were an absolute pleasure to have thank on you. this podcast. And with that, for having me. Oh, of course. Anytime. Well, not anytime, but when we let you know. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, you say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you episode 31 next week. 